All right, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Man, this week feels like it's going fast. Uh, lots to talk about. Paul Nolan's going to be here with the news. Mr. Nolan, how are you? How was I your day? good. I feel like life is going fast. It is going fast. This week uh, is fast with life. Yeah, Rick Delgado's here. Uh, Rick Delgado, how are you? Ooh, good. Lots of fun today. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Rick Emirati's going to have sports. Uh, what's going on, pal? Hey, Big D, Thursday Night Football, draft recap, and uh, once again, some college COVID football cancellations. <laughs> All right, very good. Lots to talk about, but um, well, I guess before we get to the big presser um, and our thoughts on the presser and our thoughts on how the media is uh, savaging, of course, Rudy and Sidney Powell and Jenna Ellis and just the whole process. Uh, we'll get to that, but a couple things, couple uh, things to keep, uh, to take note of. Uh, GOP win tonight Mr. in Speaker, Pennsylvania. I rise this. Um, oh, that was uh, what was that, G? That was our um, f- our friend on the f- House floor clip that we have coming up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a GOP House win in Pennsylvania, though. A Commonwealth Court judge ruled tonight that 2,400 absentee ballots in Allegheny County, where the voter didn't date their declaration are invalid, reversing a lower court judge. Other Pennsylvania judges have rejected the Trump campaign's challenges to absentee ballots with declaration deficiencies such as missing dates, addresses, or printed names. And they still have, obviously, cases up on appeal. Now, you say, Damon, it's only 2,400 votes. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that we have to know whether these judges, as we go through this process, and a lot of these are going to go from step to step to if they go to the Supreme Court or not. But are these, are these judges going to uphold the Constitution or not? Are they going to look at these things or not? Um, and here you have at least maybe a hint that you have a, you have a uh, judge here that's ruled that 2,400 absentee ballots where the voter didn't date their declaration are invalid. Because a lot of what you heard Rudy today, it just it is really truly amazing. Um, the depiction of what's going on right now from people in the media, I think, and even from the legal minds, the people that you go to watch to rely on because you want to know because they're the legal experts what, and they've done this, what they think. And when you go listen to them, former federal prosecutors, I mean, you just would think this whole thing is a tr- uh, an effort and a trivial effort. But Rudy... And everybody wants to make out Rudy to just be some kind of this, this clown show already. And I don't know how you do that. Rudy laid out multiple, um, multiple times where equal protection could be seriously looked at. I've told you before, you have the Secretary of State in Pennsylvania who was curing ballots in blue parts of the state and not giving the red parts of the state the same opportunity to cure their ballots. Rudy laid out a, a situation today where they said the, 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 the ballot's supposed to be put in a secure envelope. They're supposed to send it in. Well, in blue parts and Democratic voters who didn't do that, they got a call to say, well, you have to re-vote, and they fixed it. And that wasn't given the same to other voters. So... All of these people screaming, where is, where is the fraud? They didn't show us enough. They didn't show it quick enough. 
Well, I don't know how you watch that part of what Rudy talked about and not say that that's com- at least a compelling basis to say, well, what what a judge would say, okay, well, then what's what went on here? What were half the voters or some voters disenfranchised and others not? I don't know how you can watch Rudy today and not at least walk away with that simple, and I'm certainly no lawyer. I barely know anything about this, but I can watch Rudy, and if I know the basics of of the what equal protection means it seems to me that he's making an equal protection case no no question yeah. about it what bothers me the most is not one journalist from the left-wing media is even taking any kind of interest in doing any form of journalism I, i'm just it's so frustrating that like they literally need video of a smoking gun and it's still not going to be enough it's it's really it's astounding thank god in my opinion i still believe this was landslide just based on all the you know, market indicators, but that's just me. Um, you know, I mean, these are the same people, and I'll, we'll get into this in greater detail. That for four years, where their pants were on fire, that this president in 2016 wasn't legitimate, that he stole the election, that he somehow manipulated uh, like big tech or technology back in 2016, that he was a Russian agent. Four years of all of this was so necessary. All of the, what we went through, these people on fire every night. Oh, tonight we got him. He's going to jail. Oh, tonight we got him. Oh, we found this email. Oh, we got this whistle. Every night we were subjected to this for four years from the same media. And now somehow challenging the constitutionality of what went on in this election through means that are built into our system, some statutory, and uh, is somehow some big effort to, like, I don't know, mislead all of us. Right. And what's amazing, too, is that um, you're not even allowed to ask questions. Oh, my goodness, Damon. If you ask a question, everything gets flagged. You're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, my goodness. You're You're a danger. What's wrong? Yeah, exactly. You need to to be re-educated. They need to put you in a camp and re-educate you as to the way you're supposed to think, which is another reason why getting this right. And, you know, if if he lost fair and square, he lost fair and square. Uh, Not really saying that. Uh, from all the indications and, and everything that seems to be coming out. Um, but, you know, if he lost fair and square, then fine. But we have to get it right or else it'll never be right. But these people accused the president of these things. They accused him. They were on fire every night. We went through four years of this. They never considered him legitimate. He never had one second of peace from the time he was elected, from Hillary Clinton going on a four-year tour of blaming everything from A to Z, he never had a second of peace. He was drugged through the ringer. His family was character assassinated throughout the four years. Everyone around him, they went after. And Mueller, all of a sudden, all these people who had been around when he was FBI director, all of a sudden, now they're under investigation because they were part of the Trump world. We know the spying. We know the unmasking. We know everything we went through for four years. And they had nothing. By the way, can anyone think of one single signed affidavit that was in any of Russia, Russia, Russia? Was there one place, state, anywhere, where we had somebody under the penalty of perjury sign an affidavit willing to testify? We have 
hundred, maybe thousands of them in this, what they've done in two weeks. Yeah, For four years, we went through something that I don't think we had one that I can think of. Well, Adam Schiff has all the evidence. He's hiding it. Don't you know? So that's, that four years was totally legit. And now what, in the last two weeks, you, you have, you're, a, you're a dangerous conspiracy theorist if you want this system to play out. Because according to the same people... There's not any evidence. There's not enough evidence, and it has not come in quick enough. And oh, by the way, well, first it was there's none. Then it's well, there's not enough. Now it's it's not coming quick enough. And then of course the final one will be is well, all right, maybe there's some, but we'll just move the goalposts over here because now it's not enough to affect the election. So that's the bar. what's the bar? Does anyone know what the bar is? No, but I do know those goalposts and bars keep moving. They never stop moving. No. You know, it's... Uh... And how many times... I, I played you the PBS thing. I played you the Russ Rams, Ramslin video yep. twice. Yep. I've played you other videos. The, the CEO of uh, Scientific... What is it? Scientific? What's the name of the software company? I played you him talking about the Venezuelan election that all of a sudden now in 2017... They say we can't we can't say that it was valid. I played you that. I played you all these. 2019 Elizabeth Warren had a big thing that I was going to read you yesterday. I didn't have time to get to it on her website. Amy Klobuchar. All these left-wing outlets, all these Democratic representatives were all concerned about this. Up almost until last year. All the reporting they did. All the articles that are out there. Where are any of those people in the last two weeks? Yeah. And notice who they're not attacking. Uh, they won't attack any of the companies that were involved, right? None of the companies are saying anything. They're all they're all buttoned up. They're not they're out there defending themselves, are they? No, we haven't heard a word from them. Why? Because they know they can't go. They they got they got employees scrubbing their LinkedIn accounts, so there's no trace of them that they work at this place. Um, everybody's in CYA mode. Did you watch the whole thing today, Rick? I've watched most of it. And um, I especially uh, found it interesting when Rudy started melting. Um, felt bad for him. You know, kind of like a... All just- I kept thinking was, geez, this is all he needs right now. Yeah, this yeah, is th- all he needs right now because all the content will be pushed away and they'll just start... I would like to say, oh, you're age-shaming him. He's, yeah. You know what I mean? The, 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 you know... That's exactly what they did, by the way. Yeah. Every is. picture you saw Rudy was all, uh, that's all they focused on. Right. You know, it, and then they it, talked it like, about his um, analogy. He did a, a skit from, um, you know, yeah, from, my, uh, cousin, my Vinny. cousin Vinny, and he didn't do a skit. I mean, the fact that he's just trying to put it out in layman's terms for the people, it's just so, um, it, yeah. It, it, you know, yeah, disingenuous. It, it, it tries to deflect away. They're not, they're not attacking him for the content, content what he's talking content. about you know legally no 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 let's make it into a bad just for men commercial where where he should be explaining and proclaiming but instead he's he's leaking while he's speaking that's what they're into that's all you'll see you'll that was probably see that skit on snl this weekend you're welcome yeah that's the line they actually said in the daily beast something right to that effect you nailed that to a t kid yeah Leaking so, from his brain, I heard. There yeah. was, um, there were things about yeah. it that I wish we had gotten, and there's still questions out there that I wish. But Jenna Ellis, by the way, after she smoked the media for oh. about three minutes, 
Dude, that was a throat punch karate shot, man. That was, she was like, she was taking lessons from Kaylee, boy. So, I didn't tell you you could speak. After she, uh. Don't you, don't, don't you do it. After she smoked them for three, four minutes, she did say, um. It, I mean, it's just, again, everything goes back to the, the these reprobates in the media. It's like they want them to walk in. It's almost like they want, you know, as they sit back there for two weeks, you know, like this, they, they just, they expect that they're going to walk in with a wheelbarrow and go, okay, here it is, all wrapped up with a nice little bow for you. Right. I mean, and, and even again, I go back to these people on TV, former federal prosecutors who have done this. They all seem to have forgotten how they build cases their whole career. And think about how much time you have to build a case normally. They have to build this case in such a short period of time with, with so many coincidences. Like, there's just so many instances. We're talking about 30, 40, 50 instances here where at some point you got to say, that's a lot of coincidences. Right. So we, maybe we should do some investigative journalism here. Even if the left, even if anybody from the media just had enough decency to say, look, we have to ask these questions. We have to challenge you know, Anderson Cooper, we have to cha- uh, go. Yeah. They have no investigative body. They have no grand jury. They have no subpoena power. These people are out there killing themselves and they get massacred by these people. It's unbelievable. Get ready for SmackDown with Daryl Scott. The truth is, the Democratic Party has failed us. Civil unrest. Higher taxes. economy. Shutting down. Socialism. Immigration legislation. The greater that America is, the greater the entire world becomes. Daryl Scott puts the Democrats, socialists, and liberals on notice. SmackDown with Daryl Scott. Don't just watch. Download now and make a difference. Text APP to 888-111 to download the real America's Voice app. All right, live from Studio 6B. Hey, gee, maybe we should uh, remix that. <laughs> audio. It's just, audio in there is a little little off there. So I'm not taking credit for that. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, Daryl Scott coming to uh, the network Saturday night's the big premiere. <laughs> Can't you just, if you're going to name your show SmackDown, I mean, it might on. as well be him. <laughs> you, know, you know it's going to be fire. I mean, that's going to be. That sounded like, like one of those 1980s heavy metal commercials. <laughs> yeah. You ready it... for a heavy metal meltdown? Yeah. Liberals are going to be running for the hills with that show. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be a takedown every night. Every rock oh, has a soft side, Paul. <laughs> that'll, be, uh, that'll be good TV every Saturday night on America's Voice. It'll get you worked up. Oh, man. You know that's going to be. Uh, <laughs> But and I got to gonna... be honest with you, Saturday night comes around, I want nothing to do with politics. <laughs> Someone says something to me about, like, the local PTA, and I'm like, I can't. I can't hear a word of it. Leave me be. Yeah. I agree with you there. That's why, well, we don't, don't want to get into our- Don't you. Uh, <laughs> Damon left the conversation. The curse words we had for him after that. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, we've got this live from Studio 6B chat. It's not that Paul not brought anymore. it up. <laughs> so we had this live from Studio 6B chat. You know, we do two hours a night, five days a week. It's a lot. So we get to the weekend, and I kind of want to turn it off. 
And my phone, ding, 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 every five minutes. Hey, did you see Pelosi? She sucks. Ah, look at that. Bah, 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 bah. And I, I, so I took myself out of the conversation. Yeah. He just left us there. I just yep. left the conversation. I just said And it's said funny. Enough. The conversation got really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so much better now. It was like People Elvis actually listened to one another. Elvis left the building. Damon has left the conversation. <laughs> I was going to add him right back, then leave the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to leave my conversation. Yeah, so I, I left the your conversation. conversation. But now I'm back in it, so uh, it's, it's good. It's fine. And then on Saturday, I'll leave it again, probably. Anyways. Well, you know what? We're, we're all going to leave it before you. You're going to be there by yourself. That <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be a first. Uh, um, so Pastor Daryl Scott starts on Saturday night, and he'll be here tomorrow night at 8.30 on Live from Studio 6B to talk about it. So we'll get him fired up and talk about his show, and I'm sure he'll have plenty to say. So <clears throat> and it's going to be great. So, all right, Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday. Glad you're in. Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240. So obviously spending most of the show on the press conference today. And... Um, are there things that I wish we knew more of? Yes. Are there things I w- wish they covered today? Yes. Uh, but they're not going to they're not going to unveil because it doesn't do them any good to unveil anymore. Like Jenna said, it this is this is like an opening statement to the jury. The problem is this time is the t- time is not their friend at all. The calendar is not their friend at all. You look at some of the dates um where do I have I had the dates here somewhere, but I mean these some of these dates are coming up. In, for certification in the in these um yeah but remember what happened yesterday what we were talking about that the is. the two uh the two republicans in what was it uh wisconsin got got uh michigan michigan got shamed into uh you know deciding they were gonna they were gonna certify and now overnight after the show last night turns out they changed their mind right but again here's something that wasn't addressed today they addressed that they pulled out of michigan uh, they say they dropped a lawsuit because they got the relief that they wanted in the fact that these two said, but they've already certified. And I don't, and no one is, I'm not clear at least on what the mechanism is in the state for them to rescind that certification. I don't believe, I don't know if it has been. Everything I've seen says they are not allowed to rescind their votes. Correct. So they're going forward with certification next week. Correct. It goes to the next step. So, so now I believe they have to hope that it doesn't get certified at the next step. Well, what you're saying is that they didn't, they didn't certify yet. That's not what I'm saying. The first, the thing, no, the, I'm saying that's what Fran said, that they're going to go ahead with the vote next week, correct? Well, no, I think to the next step. There's, I think there's... It's, yeah, it's more than just right. now they're certified. They have to vote on the certification. Or not vote, but they have to agree. There's like a next level of pe- people who yeah. have to vote on it, I believe. So this, these, the, the three people in que- the two people in question now, the point is this, that ship has sailed, I believe. So again, it, it, it's just a little murky when they say we pulled out of Michigan because we got the relief we wanted. I don't, I don't know that that exactly is the case. Um, well, I, isn't there going to be some kind of a case that they were threatened, harassed, and uh, charged with racism? So they're going to now hold, isn't there, so it can't, was it, didn't I read today that uh, the, 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 Filing will be now against the people who threatened the people who rescinded their vote. I think there's going to be a case there for the threats that they endured. That's what um, I read today somewhere. Meaning they're going to get, meaning. They're, they're looking to 
take legal action against the people who threaten oh, them. Oh, okay. That that might be a separate thing. I have no idea. But yeah, as far but that's, as certification, that's, I think, as far as that can go. As far as the certification of the vote, I don't believe there's a mechanism, as Fran just said, for them to rescind, at least on this first vote. This two to that two, I think it was two Republicans, two Democrats. Uh, I believe that ship has now sailed. So again, there are things that, you know, the other thing is like we keep hearing, and by the way, what I was saying before was Jenna was saying it's an opening statement, but here's the problem. Certification deadlines by state, Georgia, November 20th. That's tomorrow. Michigan, November 23rd. Pennsylvania, November 23rd. So, I mean, uh, there's Lynn Wood, uh, who filed in Georgia, who I played your clips. That's a, that's a Trump-appointed judge. Guess what? He threw it out today. Big, big D, sorry what? to interrupt. Just got breaking news uh, from Fox that uh, Georgia just declared Biden the winner. Just now. Right. Just now. Yeah, so they declared him the winner. They're going to move to certification. Lynn Wood just got thrown out on his on his uh, initial filing, I believe. And that's a Trump-appointed judge. <laughs> so, I mean, again, these are, the, these are the issues. As much as I don't think at all anyone could watch what happened today and say this is a frivolous effort and wasting everybody's time, especially people who told me that the, the president was a Russian agent for four years. I don't need to be lectured or listened to, to them at all. And by the way, when they got done, the response... On some of these cable networks, one in particular, who's got the host saying, oh, maybe Dominion should uh, sue Rudy Giuliani. And then their White House reporter going, well, that was 90 minutes worth of baseless. uh, Well, how do you I I don't know what they're watching. Look, you know, I feel about it. They're under a directive. They're told exactly what to say. Follow the company line. Pitch the company pitch. Keep the agenda going. And that's it. That's that's what I'm seeing. You know, we keep hearing uh, Rudy talked about and Sidney Powell talked about the votes. Uh, obviously, as we and we all remember election night, how the voting just stopped. But um, you know, I wonder if they're going to address well, who stopped it in these states? Who makes that call? Is it one person? Have those people been questioned? Have they been deposed? Um. Is it like the election commission makes that call? Does the DNC have anything to do with it? Like, who are the people that make these calls where they all made it this? You know, when when you accuse, when you say there's mass fraud, and Rudy drew a, a picture today of almost like a a network of people, the way he described this happening in all of these places, like almost at the same time, all the same things. When you do that, you have to think that there's going to be, I mean, a trail of something that's going to be unique to each one or look the same between each one. Like, are there similarities? Are these calls all made at the same time? Have any of these people been deposed? Um, Whoever was working that night, have they ever been questioned? If this was orchestrated to the level that Rudy tried to lay out today, there has to be similarities. No? Yeah. And he used the word centralized. So. I mean, you think mass orchestration equals mass similarities equals mass mistakes if they made mistakes. And, and are, do they line up from state to state to state? I didn't get anything like that. 
So those are some of the things I wish we would get into or hear, but let's hope that happens in the first evidentiary hearing, whenever that is. Get ready for SmackDown with Daryl Scott. The truth is, the Democratic Party has failed us. Civil unrest. Higher taxes. The economy. Shutting down. Socialism. Immigration legislation. The greater that America is, the greater the entire world becomes. Daryl Scott puts the Democrats, socialists, and liberals on notice. SmackDown with Daryl Scott. Don't just watch. Download now and make a difference. Text APP to 888-111 to download the real America's Voice app. Hi, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night, Real America's Voice. Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, past the Daryl Scott Show, premieres on Saturday night. He'll be on here, I believe, tomorrow night at 8.30 to talk about it. That plus many other things. So... The, I guess the decision desk over at Fox has called Georgia now for Joe Biden. Maybe the AP has as well. Um, so Lynn Wood, who I played you the clips of him from the John Fredericks radio show the other night, filed suit in Georgia. Number one, he's a resident, so he filed withstanding. Uh, and he got thrown out already today by a Trump-appointed judge. Uh, so he just tweeted about two minutes ago. He said the following, a motion to delay certification of Georgia vote based on a flawed recount was denied this evening by Atlanta judge Stephen Grimberg. The oral ruling was unclear, but he may have overreached to dismiss my claim that election was unlawful due to Georgia Secretary of State consent agreement. This is an agreement, as I told you last night, that the Georgia Secretary of State made with the Democratic Party that the state legislature, I believe, didn't even know existed. He says the recount issue was separate from unlawful election issue. Sounded like the court uh, thinks a Georgia voter has no standing to challenge unlawful federal election. Lawyer for Secretary of State suggested only state AG could do so. What? AG represents Georgia Secretary of State. Makes no sense. Georgia voters have rights. It's our right to vote. We, the people, must have legal right to challenge backroom deals cut by state officials. They will not sue each other. An appeal will be filed to the 11th Circuit. I did not do this for Georgia voters because it was easy. Stay tuned. And he will go to now the 11th Circuit, and we'll see. um, But I believe, uh, again, I don't know all the minutia of how this works, but Georgia certifies tomorrow november 20th and again i'm not an attorney well this is going to be a chew toy if, for the liberal media i believe they certify uh well i don't know i don't know if that means it's over or the suit the 11th i don't know i don't know i i think that i i'm not sure if it does because then they say that there was so much problems with the recount they just recounted all the exact same things they counted the first time that was already fraudulent yeah, yeah the recount so was a joke I think Right. So doesn't that mean the lawsuit's going to go after the actual count itself? Well, it's clearly going to go after certification because certification is tomorrow. So I, I don't know the minutia of it once the vote is certified, if it can be what, what that means. What that means, I don't know. I, I, I do not know. If I did, I would tell you I do, but I don't. I don't know what happens in court after a vote is certified. Can that be overturned if the court rules that maybe, possibly? Um, but I'm not sure. 
Um, all right, let's do some news. I got a bunch of stuff to get to. I've got the crazy town of all crazy towns tonight. <laughs> uh, but let's do some news here with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Uh, Nolan? This is a serious and sad story from Sacramento, California. Governor. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Gavin Newsom has already released numerous rules limiting Thanksgiving celebrations and has now announced his latest instructions for Christmas. Okay. Tell children that Santa Claus died of COVID-19. In order to help parents break the sad news to their kids, Newsom organized a somber press conference where he announced Santa's tragic end. Sorry, kids, he announced in a sad and um, and somber voice while oddly smirking at the camera. Santa's gone. COVID yep. got him. Yep. That's what happens when you don't wear a mask. That's California. Yeah. Uh, so to help back up his story, malls, instead of offering pictures with Santa, they'll have a Santa memorial where two people at a time wearing masks and living in the same household are allowed to lay a wreath. <laughs> this is from the Babylon Bay. <laughs> Gio, <laughs> don't you think that was a real story? Gio was on the edge of his seat. You know, it's yeah. funny. The fact <laughs> Nothing's wrong have... with Santa, G. Relax. He's fine. He's coming. And Sa- there. Yeah. All Send the your kids letter. listening, Santa's coming. Don't worry. Right. Send your Nothing letter. wrong with him. So. I just want to make sure I'm getting my presents this year. Just, that's right. You will. Not my, not for me, but you'll get plenty. You're going to get Paul's, this... Paul's a good uh, giver. Yeah, I'm going to get you exactly what I got you last year. He's the one with the all the money. So. <laughs> hey, well, speaking of Gavin Newsom and speaking of um, standing up for, for the gov, uh, Representative Tom McClintock was on the floor today, and he stood up for the governor of California. Here it was. Mr. Speaker, I rise this morning in defense of Governor Gavin Newsom, who recently defied his own idiotic COVID edicts <laughs> as he partied at one of the few restaurants that's not yet been forced out of business. I defend him because he was doing what we once all did in a free society, make our own decisions over what risks we're willing to run and what precautions we're willing to take according to our own circumstances to protect our own health. Damn right. Yes, COVID is a nasty bug, and a quarter of a million Americans have died while having it. But this isn't the bubonic plague. The CDC's best estimate is that if you're under 49, your chance for surviving COVID, if you get it, is 99.92%. Even if you're over 70, you have a 94.6% rate of recovery. 40% who get it don't even know they have it. And yet we've allowed our officials to ruin our quality of life over it, destroying countless businesses, throwing tens of millions into unemployment, robbing our children of their educations, and shredding our most cherished rights as Americans. Governor Newsom's night of partying should be a wake-up call for every American. Every time we step outside our homes, the risks that we face multiply. A free society assumes that its citizens are competent to assess those risks, balance them against the avoidance costs, and to manage their decisions in a generally responsible way. It's called common sense, and it's a necessary prerequisite for self-government and liberty. The choice of an octogenarian with emphysema might be very different from those of a healthy governor of California. Only a fool would claim the omniscience to make an informed judgment for every person in every circumstance in every community. Yet sadly, this crisis has revealed that fools abound in public office and that a fool with power can quickly become a petty tyrant. 
Which brings us back to Governor Newsom. <laughs> These government nannies love to tell us that they're just following the science. Yeah. Well, what does this science actually tell us? Mm -hmm. It tells us that COVID poses virtually no risk to children, but can be severe among the elderly. So what did these lockdown leftists do? They closed all the schools and ordered infected patients into nursing homes. The science tells us that outdoor transmissions of the virus are extremely rare and that 80% of infections occur in people's homes. So what did these lockdown leftists do? They closed our beaches, parks, and campgrounds and ordered people to stay at home. The science tells us that obesity is a contributing factor to the severity of the disease. So what did these lockdown leftists do? They closed all the gyms and kept the liquor stores open. <laughs> these lockdowns haven't saved lives. The states with the most stringent lockdowns generally have the highest mortality rates from COVID. Yep. Utah stayed open while next door Colorado shut down. Utah currently has half the COVID mortality rate and three-fourths the unemployment rate as Colorado. But the lockdowns have cost countless lives from suicides, drug and alcohol abuse, domestic violence, and deferred health screenings and treatments. Recently, Governor Newsom demanded that restaurant diners replace their masks after every bite, but also minimize the times they're taken off. I guess that means you take really big bites. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinners are allowed in California, but only when they're held outside, guests are seated six feet apart, and they last no more than two hours. Now, it's all right to use the bathroom, but only if it's frequently sanitized. Otherwise, presumably, you'll just have to use the bushes. And for God's sake, no singing. I've wondered how much longer the American people are going to tolerate this nonsense. So let us not criticize Governor Newsom. Perhaps he's just offered us all deliverance from his own folly. Nor should we criticize the California legislators who ignored travel and quarantine restrictions to junket in Hawaii. Nor should we ridicule Speaker Pelosi for choosing not to wear a mask in a hair salon that was forced to close for the rest of us. Good for them. They're demonstrating by their actions the freedom that every American citizen needs to reclaim from these very same people. The governor should make his own decisions about running his own life. I only ask that he and his ilk would stop telling the rest of us how to run ours. I yield back. Yeah. How good is that? Huh. See, I'm going to need some help here. People want to kill me because of that story. What do you mean? They're like, this, that wasn't funny. That was crazy. They actually believe Governor Newsom oh, actually had a press conference telling people... That's how sick this is. Think about how sick this world is. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Say this. Start Santa again. Claus. He's talking about the Santa oh, Claus the story. B. Remember we talked about the Babylon yeah. Bee? Oh, yeah. Where Santa's dead? Yeah. People are freaking. They actually believed it was true. Oh, so we have some Democrats watching the show tonight. That's good. <laughs> Probably some it's kids. It's truly crazy. Like, pe it, the <laughs> fact freaking. that people thought that Gavin Newsom would do that, and it's very believable, tells you how sick some of these governors really are and how sick of these people we all are. So yeah. in the future, when I'm making a joke or doing a Babylon Bee story, I'll just I'll pat my head, I'll just do this or something so that people no, don't have... No, we're, we're just going to do it the same way we did it. That's it what we're going to do. And we're not going <laughs> to give a crap what uh, whoever thinks. Get a sense of humor. Um, 41 past the hour. So, I mean, that, that's as good as it gets right there. Yeah, that was my, uh, what even is that? I'm done. That was great, man. <laughs>
But I yeah. honestly think everybody's got to tell everybody they know. Just no is a full sentence. If, you know, no, I'm not wearing my mask anymore. I'm not I'm not listening to your rules anymore. I'm a free citizen. F off. It's over. Did you? Not right. uh, I wonder if all, anyone who's upset watched the um, coronavirus task force today. Because Joe Biden was speaking today, uh, pretty much a disaster. Well, it gave me three editions of Is This English? So you can figure it out for yourself how it went. But as I'm listening to him talk, and all he does is talk about COVID, number one, he says nothing meaningful unless he's talking about something that the Trump administration's already done. Already done. He's literally talking, uh, as he's talking about, there's no plan to get the vaccine out. Um, Cut 31, G. This is what's going on. Almost at the same moment he's talking. Can you? Any place that a state wants to administer the vaccine, as long as they're enrolled. As Joe Biden's talking, this is what's going on in the press briefing room. The big sign up top that says Operation Warp Speed Vaccine Distribution Process. And it's got all kinds of details on it. And the general's going through all kinds of details. What they've been working on for nine months. And as he's going through this, Joe Biden's out there talking about that there's no plan. I mean, it's just, I watch him today and I just think, I just, it's just unbelievable. Get ready for SmackDown with Daryl Scott. The truth is, the Democratic Party has failed us. Civil unrest. Higher taxes. The economy. Shutting down. Socialism. Immigration legislation. The greater that America is, the greater the entire world becomes. Daryl Scott puts what? the Democrats, socialists, and liberals on notice. SmackDown with Daryl Scott. Don't just watch. Download now and make a difference. Text APP to 888-111 to download the real America's Voice app. All right, Pastor Daryl Scott, Saturday night premiere. He'll be on live from Studio 6P tomorrow night, 8.30 to talk about it and plus much more. Uh, A lot of news tonight. We've been talking about the press conference. We'll talk more about it. Talk more about some of the questions I still have. I thought Jenna Ellis, Rudy Giuliani, and um, Sidney Powell, I thought did a good job. I mean, they're getting savaged. It's just, I just don't get it. I mean, they have no investigative body. They have no subpoena power. They have nobody out there doing the groundwork other than people like John Solomon and his team, what they're doing on their own. They're putting their necks on the line here, and they're getting savaged from people who for four years told us that the president was a Russian agent. And uh, I mean, just... Well, for fake dossier paid for by the Clinton, uh, you know, by Hillary Clinton. Yeah, okay, that's really reasonable. Now, I don't think they had a single sign. We have hundreds or thousands at this point of signs affidavits under penalty of perjury, including that 
woman in Detroit who is testimony is about I mean I don't know how you consider that not evidence when she's saying I was told to do this I saw this I'm willing to testify that all this happened right. with that that's not evidence I mean all the video evidence Veritas has there's well, so much there well that is evidence and and I saw on uh Twitter on Greg Jarrett's uh Twitter feed that that yes um Eyewitness testimony and affidavits are considered evidence in a court. So, yeah, it is evidence. But but for some reason, you know, the media wants to say it's not. Uh, well, we, we don't see it. Well, you're not allowed to see it. Well, we don't the care. Media. I mean, we don't need to be lectured from them. I mean, right. please, it's just ridiculous. All right, let's do some sports here with uh, Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Well, we got a great matchup tonight on Thursday night football. Late in the first quarter, 7 nothing Seattle over Arizona. Two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league. You got Kyler Murray from Arizona going up against uh, Russell Wilson. Two dynamite game. Uh, we'll see what happens. That, that Right now, the NFC West is at a gridlock. You got three teams at 6-3, and three, including the Rams. So tonight should be a big shakeup. We'll keep an eye on that game. 7 nothing right now, Seattle. I'm and, expecting Russell Wilson to have a big night after last week. He had made some really back, to back weeks yeah yeah really some unforced errors uh the defense forced him into that you don't just you don't see him make yeah, yeah. He, he was like less than a turnover a game for a stretch he had four and back-to-back games the turnover worthy yeah. plays well he's off to a hot start paul he's five of five for 58 yards and he hit dj metcalf on a 25 yard touchdown pass in the first quarter DK so metcalf in my next life next yeah i'm gonna look like dj metcalf <laughs> DK, but yeah, yeah him I too. Mean, that guy looks. I mean, he looks like a cyborg. Can I, he looks can great. I, uh, Unbelievable. Uh, Big D, one of the live game in action tonight. We got college football. We got Tulane at number 25, Tulsa. That's 0-0 zero to zero last I checked uh, in the second quarter with about six minutes to go. Okay. Kevin Corcoran's Tulsa, the green wave there. Um, and uh, <laughs> let's go back to last night's draft. I just want to recap the top five for you. Uh, so Minnesota took uh, Anthony Edwards, a shooting guard from Georgia. Uh, and kudos to Rick Delgado. He had the call right. Golden State took James Weissman as the center from Memphis. And who's, by the way, given what happened today oh. with Clay Thompson, that's going to be a big pickup because Weissman is a, he's a serious player. That kid out of Memphis, he had some problems there with Penny Hardaway, I believe, it was the coach out of Memphis. But yeah. that kid's a serious player, and Golden State's going to need a serious player because Clay Thompson's gone for the year. Yeah. Big Achilles. time. Boom. Done. And number three was uh, Charlotte took uh, LaMelo Ball, the point guard. Uh, and then you had Chicago. The Chicago Bulls took Patrick Williams, a uh, small forward out of Florida State. Cleveland took Isaac Okoro, um, a small forward out of Auburn. And Big D, uh, I definitely want to you know, talk about your New York Knicks in their pick. But first, I want to roll a clip that Stephen A. from ESPN had said. He kind of had a meltdown about your Knicks tonight. He did not like that pick. He thought they needed somebody else. Uh, they ended up took, taking Obi Topin, uh, who's a, a power forward from Dayton. But uh, can you roll that clip, G? Damn. 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 <laughs> He's doing his Florida Evans showtime. Such a character. It's box office in the open court watching him dunk. I get it. But how many forwards can you have if you're the New York Knicks? How many forwards can you have? Yeah. 
I needed a guard. So he needed a guard, Big D. That's what he was looking for. And the Knicks just saw, they just unloaded six players tonight, just a few minutes ago. By the way, let me clarify something. Did you are you referring to them as my Knicks? Yes. Yeah, that's what I heard. I thought I heard that several yeah, that's times. What I heard. Uh, they're not my Knicks. Yeah, they you're suck. a Nets fan. I'm not a Knicks Big fan. Big D, come you on. Like you go Nets, to the right? games with your son. You're a, you guys are I Knicks am fans. not a Knicks fan. I had season tickets to the Knicks 10 years ago when I thought they were going to pick up uh, a now then young LeBron James, which never happened, and I sold them. I'm not a uh, God, please. You left that. sit next to Spike Lee. No, thanks. All right. And Big D, in another story you alluded to earlier, the, the Warriors lost Clay Thompson for the season. Um, the injury occurred during a workout yesterday in Southern California, the team announced. He had an MRI on Thursday morning. Thompson, 30, missed all of last season after tearing his ACL and his left knee uh, and game six of the two 2019 NBA Finals. Durant, Steph. Thompson and now Thompson again. What is going on in Golden State? Something in the water or something? What is going on? Oh, just just a devastating injury for that team. Unbelievable. And uh, we have a little more golf. I, I really a no a no name tournament here, but uh, PGA leaderboard is the. RSM Classic Big D at Sea Island, Georgia, Sea Island Golf Club. Right now, you have Matt Wallace and Camilo Villagas uh, both shot uh, under six under for 64. And then you have a two-way tie, Rory Sabatini and Peter Malinati both shot a 65 for five under. Uh, the only person I recognized on that whole board was Harold Vaughn of the third. So yeah, it's a, it's kind of a kind of quiet Well, no, Vijegas, who's in the lead, is a good player. I mean, yeah. Carlos Vijegas is a good player. Okay. And recognize him. And um, one last piece, another NFL news. Philadelphia Eagles placed three wide receivers on reserve COVID-19 list earlier today. According to Eagles reporter Jeff Mosher, wide receiver J.J. Orsega-Whiteside is the player who tested positive, and the team has placed Orsega-Whiteside, John Hightower, and Deontay Burnett on the reserve COVID-19 list. Yeah, collectively, they have like 13 targets. Right. Big deal. So so the only thing they could catch was a cold. (laughs) Right. Well, Philly has a tough game. Carson Wentz is throwing the ball. He, I mean, he misses guys by 13 feet. <laughs> yeah. And that's a wrap for sports in the first segment, Big D. All right. Thanks, Rick. Um, 54 past the hour, six minutes to the top of the hour. We got a busy hour, too. Let's do one uh, Is This English, G? Let's go episode five. We got three to do. So let's get to this first one. Uh, let's roll it. <laughs> what we need to do now is how we need to do it. Tool bag. How go. can anybody believe he's actually president? Okay. Short, sweet, and to the point. Can so we you... see that again? Because I'm just, I'm just not believing you. I think you had some. Uh, yeah. Was that an edit? Come on. Did you edit that? That's not cool. If you edited Nothing, that. Yeah. It's not edited. That's not cool. There's bro. no edits involved. And when the crazy towns, there's no edits either. That is not edited. Roll it one more time, G, so they can hear it. What we need to do now is how. We need to do it. <laughs> well, I guess that would. Uh, well, I mean, wait, I, wait, one more time. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's. That, we, there might be logic in there. The that point. could be okay. wisdom. I mean, it could be. That could be English, right? Yeah. What we need now. What we need to do now is how we need to do it. Right. That's like. It is. That sounds like a good rallying, Kai. Yeah. It's like a great build back better. You tell your team right before you go out. Now, what we need to do now. It's what we need to do it. Yeah, it's how you say it. If you yell it like a, like a football coach, yeah. what we need to do now, and that's how we do it. Yeah. 
So that could work. Perfect. So I got a couple more of those coming up. <laughs> uh, hour two, nine, nine key points from the Trump campaign press conference. I'll give you that as well. So we still got lots to do. Hour two, live from Studio 6B coming up. Glad you're in on a Thursday night. Two live from Studio 6B on America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Glad you're in. Lots to do. So I want to get to this crazy town. This is the quintessential um, crazy town. The um, Not the Rudy one, G, the other one. So I'm not exactly even sure. Well, I, there is literally <laughs> no setup that needs to be. This happened today. Welcome to absolute crazy town. word for that thing crazy town yeah. that's the press corps today after the vice president was probably back to the oval office by that time i mean he's the first one out the door and i mean let's play that again g you watch how long these <coughs> lunatics are screaming things and he's i mean he's so far gone screaming and then you see Jonathan Carl talk, takes off his lav mic and throws it into the seat. Roll that one more time. That that borders on simply <laughs> pathetic. Could you imagine if they talk to uh, Cuomo like that? I mean, that is—is is that unbelievable? Or is it just me? That's unhinged. Like, <laughs> Completely unhinged. That is so cr- like I could maybe understand it a little more if it was the president and he came out and said nothing about anything about the election and then left without answering any questions. Maybe. I could understand a little bit of what about, hey, could you at least tell us what 
This is the vice president doing a press conference on coronavirus, and he goes to leave, and that's what happens. Screaming down the hallway. The one guy from some, you all need to answer this. <laughs> like the people like working uh, just with a clipboard who know, I mean, who are no one we would even know. Screaming at them. Wait, yeah, the, wait, the guy wait, with the so, boom mic was screaming. So, so they're asking questions? Like real questions? Wow. Have wow. they thought about doing this to, to the office of the president-elect? Maybe see if he's doing something that they could ask some questions, maybe yell at him and ask him some questions? I'm just wondering. Well, that the could office be a good of, idea. Great point, Rick. The office of the president-elect was in full force today, in full swing. Gee, let's go. Uh, is this English episode six? We got three of them to get to. Uh, and here's a little bit of what was going on uh, with the pres- office of the president-elect today. Roll that. When they dispo, when they dis, they need to uh, and, and bring bring their national guard into play. Wait, that's not English. Okay, <laughs> that's definitely not. Okay, that? well that's what I'm looking. That's why I make these. the first looking... one. Might have been a yogiism. Okay, this is not English. Yeah, no, that's what was going on. So I'm not sure if the teleprompter went out or the brain went out, but maybe both. That's the office of the president-elect today. That's what was going on before the questions started from the press. And trust me, they didn't sound like that, like crazy town. So, so they were like, yes, Mr. President-elect, you're looking very good today, strong. Did you walk this morning? Good, good, excellent. How was your stool? Yes, so it's more of that. So, um, All right, let's miss, get to... Uh, um, wait, 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 wait. We have to see it twice. What? We have to decipher what he really said. The last, that one? Yeah. All right, mean, we'll, get back, we'll get back to that one in a right. second. Um, nine key points from the Trump campaign's press conference on challenges to the election results. Um, this is written by Joel Pollack over at Breitbart, and he says Rudy Giuliani and other lawyers representing President Donald Trump's campaign outlined their case. Today, presidential election was so deeply flawed in several key states that the results should be overturned in the president's favor. Giuliani said there was a pattern. So here are uh, nine key allegations that they presented. Number one, and you guys can tell me your thoughts on each of these if you saw it or if any of these ring true uh, with what you're thinking. Here it says, number one, observers were allegedly prevented from watching mail-in ballots being opened. Giuliani said that many mail-in ballots were opened without observers being able to check that they were properly signed, a key protection against fraud. Those votes, he said, were null and void, especially where the envelope had been discarded, making the recounts useless. Number two, allegedly unequal application of the law in Democratic counties. In Pennsylvania, whose state Supreme Court created new relaxed voting rules before the election, Giuliani alleged that absentee voters in Democratic counties were allowed to cure defects in their ballots while voters in Republican counties, which obeyed the state law as written, were not. Number three, voters allegedly arrived at the polls to discover other people had voted for them. Giuliani said that many provisional ballots cast in Pittsburgh were submitted by people who showed up to vote in person only to be told they had voted already. He alleged that Democrats had filled out absentee ballots for other people hoping they would not show up. That was one of the more remarkable times because he really, he stepped through it and he said, you know, they showed up and they gave him your name and says, he said, you know, Giuliani. He says, oh no, you already voted. And he says, well, no, 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 I have it. 
And they said, no, yeah, you have. And he says, well, no, I haven't. And he said, they have hundreds, if not thousands of these cases. And he thinks what they did is they filled them out with the hopes that, that the voter turnout, a lot of these people, or they'd get away with a substantial number of them who wouldn't show up. Um, number five, ballots casting votes for Joe Biden and no other candidate, well, we've talked about this so many times, were allegedly run several times through machines. Giuliani said there were 60 witnesses in Michigan who would attest to ballots being produced quickly and counted twice or three times. He said at a minimum 60,000 ballots and a maximum of 100,000 ballots were allegedly affected. Now, when you listen to people in the media talking about how this is frivolous and a waste of time, you know, in Georgia, he's up 13, 14, 13, 14,000 votes. That's it. It's actually now 12. I mean, the margins in some of these places between Georgia, Pennsylvania, I mean, it's not that much. All of this matters. Even the 2,400 uh, vote, the thing I started the show with tonight. In Pennsylvania, the judge finally said, no, no, those are no good. That's a win for the campaign. You know, I heard Matt Gates speaking of getting wins. Matt Gates was so good today on Steve Bannon at five o'clock. And he made the point. He says, if I'm talking to the, if I'm talking to their team, the legal team, and they've got a great team, but I'm telling them, he's like, what I'm concerned is they have to get a win. Where is the first evidentiary hearing? Where is it going to be? You got to go someplace where you can get a win is that nevada is it clearly nevada is it georgia wherever it is you've got to get in front of a judge present something and try to get a win to get some relief and you wonder where is that going to be because here's the media clanging the media is clanging now you're starting to see it that there's really no plan to get judges to overturn this what they're saying is the tr a whole trump plan is to tell the base and tell the state legislatures and tell the House of Representatives that there's all this secret big-time evidence that the courts are not willing to look at and hope that, the, that this gets to Congress. And then you've just, you know, then it's just a, the bigger mess than we could ever imagine. Now you're disenfranchising even though the Constitution puts these protections in, in place, you can just imagine what would happen. It's just going to be so scary, really, if this doesn't work out, how little resistance the media will have when Biden sells this country out at every single step on every single thing he does. And when he's somewhat moderate, how harsh the Communist Party of America will attack him. I mean, this is going to get ugly. <clears throat> Uh, number six, absentee ballots were accepted in Wisconsin without being applied for first. Giuliani noted that Wisconsin state law was stricter regarding absentee ballots than most other states are, yet alleged that 60,000 absentee ballots were counted in the Milwaukee area and 40,000 in the Madison area without having been applied uh, for properly by the voters who cast them. Number seven, there were allegedly overvotes, with some precinct, precincts allegedly recording more voters than residents, among other problems. 
Giuliani said there was an unusually large number of overvotes in precincts in Michigan and in Wisconsin, which he alleged was the reason that Republicans on the Wayne County Board of Canvassers had refused to certify the results there this week. He also alleged there were some out-of-state voters in Georgia and people who had cast votes twice there. And that also seems to be rampant in Nevada, where you had people voting in Nevada and also voted in California. You know, how many times we talk about Tom Fitton talking about those voter rolls? I mean, how many times we report about him talking about there was just way too many people on these voter rolls, dirty voter rolls everywhere. So we knew it was coming. Well, the um, one of the really big, huge problems here seems like the um, uh, chain of custody on, on this is just a nightmare in most places, starting with the... Um, the qualified voter file, and then the actual poll book ballots, uh, the voter rolls, and then obviously all the way up to the vote tally. So that whole chain of custody up the thing seems like seems like it's just a disaster in most places that you can't even you can't even verify the chain in most places because it's such a disaster. You got I heard um, again Gates tonight. They were talking with somebody I think in Michigan, and he was like, "Well, can you where are the ballots?" that that are even in question are they mixed in with i mean it's just it's a mess in most in most of these places um number eight voting machines and software are allegedly owned by companies with ties to the venezuela regime and to left-wing donor george soros we were talking in the break but this is the sydney powell part and how supposedly i guess she got um possibly got attacked tonight from uh, places you wouldn't expect. I, I haven't seen it or heard it, but I said to Paul off the air, I had a conversation with somebody today who also wasn't thrilled, who you would, who's a big supporter of not only the president, but of her saying, I, I wasn't that thrilled with what I saw from her today. And um, I just wonder if some of it has to do with, at some point, this has to start to get legs. And it has to be directly how it affected this election, not just guys who can say, well, that machine can do all this nasty stuff. Ready for SmackDown with Daryl Scott. The truth is, the Democratic Party has failed us. Civil unrest. Higher taxes. economy. Shutting down. Socialism. Immigration legislation. The greater that America is, the greater the entire world becomes. Daryl Scott puts the Democrats, socialists, and liberals on notice. SmackDown with Daryl Scott. Don't just watch. Download now and make a difference. Text APP to 888-111 to download the real America's Voice app. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night, 17 past the hour on Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Dealing with a lot of the press conference here tonight so far. Got some more to do. Got another episode of Is This English? Um, And I have Dr. Roger Hodkinson, who was on a Zoom call talking about COVID-19. I think that's worth a listen to as well. I played you Representative McClintock on the floor of the House. I thought that was good. These two clips are very similar. 
um, on these tyrant governors. I mean, some of the stuff you're hearing, I, I, I mean, the, the, the overreach of your civil liberties, they want to reach into your house, they want to tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to reporting driving in. It's amazing these, the way these places report and do these stories and the questions, how they lead the, wit- lead the witness, lead the, uh, the guest. <laughs> no, I think I'm Sidney Powell. They lead the guest with these questions. Well, so you saw the, um, uh, the, the, these, you're seeing some of these governors and uh, they're really in the scientists, Dr. Fauci's of the world, and they're really um, telling people that they need to limit the number of people they have for Thanksgiving. Are you uh, on board with Dr. Fauci? You know, it's like some, sci- some medical person. So well, what do you think they're going to say? Oh, yes, of course I am. If, if, you, can, if you can limit the number of people and if, if there's – I heard one clip today of somebody said, if you haven't spent more than X amount of hours with them, then they're not considered your immediate family. They're not allowed to come over your house. <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's crazy. This is a one permanent version of crazy town. We're living in here with what's going on with the we all understand the rise in cases, but they never talk about the mortality rate. Yeah. I mean, have we ever reported I mean again, I I know it's two hundred and fifty thousand people have died and it's a tragedy that this we're dealing with this. I understand it. But at what point can't we debate that number with seven thousand flu deaths this year, no pneumonia deaths? Can we at least debate it? Yes. Like, well we can debate it. The C D C has put out their own even- numbers on their site saying that that number basically once you take out core, core morbidities if you get comorbidities if you get down to just covid and covid alone it's like i, I think it's 6000 8000 something like that the last number i saw was around 12000 but i could be wrong they've cut it since then again so you know what and this leads to one of the stories i have a man who fell off a ladder has been deemed to have died of covid-19 according to a report <laughs> this is not a joke i saw this doctors attribute a croatian man's de- i'm sorry i I can't believe I'm even reading this. This is according to Breitbart and Just the News, both recovering this. Uh, doctors attributed a Croatian man, man's death to coronavirus, according to Journal of Forensic Pathology. The 51-year-old man died in what appeared to be a workplace inc- incident, falling off a 10-foot ladder while working on a home this year. The man suffered minor external injuries and hemorrhaging in the brain. However, the autopsy discovered visceral congestion, particularly in his lungs. The forensic report said the circumstance of his death required medicological investigation. Gross autopsy findings included minor external injuries in, from his uh, subacronoid hemorrhage. I mean, and then they said he had uh, the presence of SARS-CoV-2, and they listed him as, as a COVID death. Well, that's, that's not surprising at all because yeah. we played the— the um, medical office from, I believe it was either Georgia or somewhere, some, no, Virginia, Florida. Florida, Florida, yeah, who had a motorcycle accident, died, and the medical examiner, if you remember, was interviewed by the local f- station there. He said, "Well, we can't rule out that it was the COVID that made him crash." <laughs> this is not and that's because not a, a big joke. virus bubble was bouncing across the road. And took him out off the motorcycle, probably the same one that knocked off the uh, knocked the ladder out from under this poor guy. So I, you know, I mean, this is not—it's not a surprise that this is another story like that. Oh, he died on a motorcycle. Yeah, well, we know. Well, he's on the he's on the COVID death roll, and the guy goes, "Oh, I'm not sure about that. Well, Jeez. let's check on that." And then he turns around to the assistant and says, "Well, were they taken off?" And she goes, "Well, I don't know." 
And then he turns back and says, well, we can't rule out that the COVID's what made him crash <laughs> on the motorcycle. So, I mean, I mean, you know. It's stunning. I mean, it's just crazy. Can but the you- media, it just, the, it's always talk cases, cases, cases. They never talk about mortality rate. Right. The mortality rate's been cut like 80%. Yeah, but maybe again, higher. It's the media, man. If it bleeds, it leads. If that's if that's something we can call death, let's run with it. We can't so, we can't lead with, hey, look how many people are surviving. That's that's not going to scare anyone. What about is if they want to scare someone, maybe at some point they could say China unleashed a bioweapon on the American people in an effort to take down this economy, this country, and be the world reserve currency. They are, uh, they are attacking us. That would scare people, wouldn't it? But unfortunately, I think CBS is pretty much owned by the China, Chinese, right? I mean, so many media is, has such huge investments from Chinese in the CCP, so maybe they're not allowed to say it. You know, like the uh, like the epidemiologist who went on Tucker, right. who had to fight tooth and nail to let her on, and then it was scrubbed from everywhere on the in- on the internet when she said she worked at Wuhan, she worked there, and she was part of a team that developed this weapon. Maybe they can lead with that once in a while. All right, what else is going on in the news, Paul? Well, nearly 50,000 doctors and scientists and 630,000 citizens have signed the global anti-lockdown proclamation. Um, Six weeks after it was first published, the Great Barrington Declaration and international pronouncements uh, meant to shine light on what it calls damaging physical and mental health impacts of the prevailing COVID-19 policies has gone to nearly 700,000 signatures from scientists, academics, doctors, citizens worldwide, with um, most uh, being added each day with a fresh spate of lockdowns continues across Europe and parts of the United States. Regional and nationwide lockdowns have been the international feature of COVID-19 pandemic since most of the start of the year. The outset of the pandemic, China instituted severe lockdowns um, and uh, the, where the disease first uh, originated. Global health officials were initially skeptical of Chinese lockdown and went against the many major established pandemic guidelines. The virus spread west into Europe, as we all know, and um, now that's just saying that these Lockdowns are yielding more damage than the disease itself. And there is a, there's a growing movement that it's got to end. This has this this global um, totalitarianism has to end. And it's good to see. Cut. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Cut no, 33, sorry. G, speaking of all, all of this. This is, I think, the recording I was, I was speaking of. Roll that. In the country. And so the primary changes to the, to the guidance are the strong recommendation to not travel over the Thanksgiving holiday. The other, um, the other change that we made is further defining what a household is. We received lots this. of questions from, from American people about college students or people that were coming home from the holidays and they're family members, members or they are household member. So further clarifying that the safest way to celebrate Thanksgiving this year is at home with the people in your household. If, the, if people have not been actively living with you for the 14 days before you're celebrating, they are not considered a member of your household, and therefore you need to take those extra precautions, even wearing masks within your own home. Psychotic. So if your kid's at college and he's coming home the day before Thanksgiving, he's not considered a member of your household. <laughs> That's the new rule on defining what the household is. 
That's the kind of comment that if I if you're in front of her as she's saying that, I just give her the double bird and walk out. If you know what I'm talking about. Tell her she's number one twice with both hands. <laughs> Ready for SmackDown with Daryl Scott. The truth is, the Democratic Party has failed us. Civil unrest. Higher taxes. Economy. Shutting down. Socialism. Immigration legislation. The greater that America is, the greater the entire world becomes. Daryl Scott puts the Democrats, socialists, and liberals on notice. SmackDown with Daryl Scott. Don't just watch. Download now and make a difference. Text APP to 888-111 to download the real America's Voice app. All right, live from Studio 6P, 30 minutes past the hour, hour two of the show. Glad you're in on Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240. Of course, all your OTT apps. Make sure you download the Real America's Voice app. And if you have a Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, make sure you download it on that as well. As far as the show goes, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Parlor at LFS6B. Can we just get a – can I just make sure I'm right here? You tweet on Twitter. Yeah. You parlay on Parlor. Isn't that what it is? I don't parlay know. on That's Parlor. That's what you told me. It, the, 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 parlay. The, I yes. believe so, yes. That place is not – it's not called Parlay. It's called Parlor. Well, right. a lot of people call it Parlay because when it first started, it was supposed to be like a French version of uh, – Parlay. Actually, parlay. I think you're the only one I've ever heard it called Parlay. Yeah, oh, no, I'm, you're not I've probably watching the same social media spots I am. Yeah, I've heard Parlay. Okay. Uh, well, is it Epoch or but it's Epic? The, well, it's Epic. <laughs> we yeah, it depends what cut you're in. In the U.S., it's Epic. In the U.K., it's Epoch. Okay. Ah. Once again, Fran. So Fran's had the answer all the damn time, see? And we've been arguing about this for <laughs> yeah. a year. And he just sits there. And he jumps him. in in four seconds and settles it. Keeps it to himself. Way to go, yeah. Fran. I think it's just be Paula because it looks like Parler and parlay like twit and tweet and. Tweet on Twitter <laughs> and you parlay on Parler. I think that's what it is, but who, yeah. who knows? All right, so a couple things I want to get to. I, I just think that CDC thing I just played before the end of the last break telling us what how to redefine what our. I mean, that's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. So as I was telling you, as, Penn, um, as Biden, office of the president-elect, was ta- – uh, well, I guess it was talking, trying to talk on certain things, and he, he's claiming that there's no plan in place to get the vaccines out. And as he's talking, literally, in the White House briefing room, this is what's going on. Cut 31, G. Roll that. Any place – that a state wants to administer the vaccine as long as they're enrolled, right, into our process, we can distribute the vaccine. We can distribute the Pfizer vaccine at a minimum of 975 doses and the Moderna vaccine at a minimum of 100 doses. We can go to one place in the state or we can go to 10,000 places in the state. The capability and the capacity exist 
because we came together in a whole of America approach. It is this effort that I can look you in the face and say to you, EUA comes, 24 hours later, vaccines will be distributed out to the American people and be ready for administration. To this end, our mission is, as I stated, safe and effective vaccines to the American people, and we need to do it in the most timely manner possible, because it is all about lives. General Perna, thank you. And as he said, from the time President Trump announced Operation Warp Speed, General Perna and his team have been working uh, literally around the clock to build the distribution plan that you see that's in effect. And I, and I hope you all heard that. I asked him uh, how many of those kits have already been manufactured for merging with um, merging with the uh, Moderna product, and uh, they've, they've already assembled 100 million kits uh, that are ready to go. And that's the supplies that are necessary for administering the vaccine. I, I must tell you, having received my latest briefing today over at FEMA from Operation Warp Speed, I think every American can be proud uh, of, uh, of the fact that we have a plan in place, uh, that the moment that the FDA concludes that that vaccine is safe and effective, we have a system in place to begin within 24 hours shipping that vaccines to hospitals, healthcare facilities, and 24 hours after that, literally injecting uh, that vaccine uh, into Americans. So again, putting aside what you feel about vaccines or whether you would ever take one, I mean, as they're going through this step-by-step, step, the general, the vice president, the charts, everything, Joe Biden's out there saying there's no plan. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. And any, it's just useless talk. And when he does talk about anything that has any reasonable sense to it, it's something that they've already done. And it's just like back in March and April when he was, when he was calling the president xenophobic for things that he now says that he would he would do or he would have done right even though he campaigned longer than the president in his campaign did yeah his plan comes out and it basically he plagiarizes the president but we're supposed to believe that somehow magically he's going to handle this so much better well, he had no chance he could have handled this better well damon he's not going to lock down the country he's going to lock down the virus i don't know how you lock down a virus because it's just out there, but he's going to lock it down. Yeah, he's going to do nothing. Just the, uh, and what's lost in all this is the is like this vaccine war. You know, we I mean, think about what we're doing here. I mean, we think we're going to vaccine. We're going to vaccinate everybody over a virus. Yeah, there's no vaccines ever worked for a virus before. Now they got one done in nine months. Ninety-five percent effective, by the way. They uh, say. Who says who? Um, I don't know if I believe the drug companies at this point, but the RNA thing is something to, people should look into before they get that injected into themselves. The, the RNA is an interesting technology. I'd be careful before I went out and got that. And speaking of that, Joe Biden talked today about having to get three hundred and thirty-three million doses of it. And what a big job that was going to be. Does I mean, does he think he needs to vaccine like ten-year-olds? Like, what is he? What wow. is he talking about? Like, does he think that every single American needs to get the vaccine for COVID-19 when a- if you're under 50, 40 years old, it's a 99.96% survival rate if you even know you have it? Well, it's a really good business model for his uh, financial backers, right? I mean, yeah. can't, can't sue a vaccine company if it makes you sick. 
costs and, nothing to roll it out practically. It's, it self-markets itself. Think about it. You go to work and your buddy says, uh, hey, Paulie, uh, did you get your vaccine? No, nah, I don't want to inject nothing to me. Well, what are you trying to kill me, Paul? You're trying to kill my kids? You got to go home and get your vaccine before you can come back. Just like that, everybody's got to get it. Well, that's what Bill Gates says, yes. It's a joke. I mean, it's wrong. It's. Just, I mean, but the number he uses is three hundred and thirty million people. I mean, it's just yeah, right. We're gonna give it to zero right. year olds. I mean, that's an idiotic it. number. It's probably. A, I mean, I mean, I think it's closer to like uh, maybe what do you call it, like thirty trillion million billion. It's probably a third of that, if <laughs> if that that you need. Maybe even less than that. Maybe half. Of, maybe fifty million. This I mean, how many people though, are seventy five and over in this country? Thirty trillion million. Billion. <laughs> Joe Biden math. I mean, his number of 300 million is idiotic. Isn't that how many people died on the, according to him? <laughs> like no, 150 million died of uh, gun yeah. violence. Yeah, yeah, I mean, most people are dead under him at some point anyway. <laughs> right. So, Well, see, here's what happens now to get back on the Sidney Powell thing. So here, here's conservative talk in front of me. If Sidney Powell actually has any evidence that voting machines all over the country systemically flipping votes to deny Donald Trump a landslide victory, she should present it because she sounds like an embarrassing nut job making that claim without real proof. So you see now what's going to happen? This is what you're going to get. This is what you're going to get because now you have now you have um, you have one of the bigger voices Who said that? I'm sorry. Was that I don't know. It doesn't matter who it is. It's just someone, again, conservative talking heads um, on Twitter who are now going to start to um, hedge their bet on Sidney Powell because now you've got a couple people saying, you know, enough. I mean, the same people, by the way, I noticed it's all the, you notice all the Bush people who fought to, in course. 2000 to the, to, the, to the absolute bitter end. All of those people now on TV with their whiteboards. Well, what's going? Come on, what's going on here? What's this is a waste of time. It wasn't a waste of time in 2000, obviously, for their guy who ended up winning. But now the same people, all of them, men and women, associated with that president and that administration, now today are. They have no interest in this process playing out at all. They don't want to give him the time that even their guy took, that Al Gore had, nothing. Nothing. Encouraging Dominion voting to, to sue Rudy Giuliani, to sue Sidney Powell. I'd like to see that happen. <laughs> I would wow. love to that see that. That discovery would be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's what you're going to get. I mean, it's just this is incre- it's incredible. Well, Same Two wings of the same bird there, Damon. That's what they say. I mean, to listen to the clear Article 2 issues that are at hand and the 14th Amendment equal protection that are clearly at hand in most of these states, and then to hear them say that this is just a big frivolous waste of time and that there's no evidence... Is um, I don't know how anyone could call it frivolous. I well, mean, we don't know that it's going to affect anything, but how can you call it frivolous? How can you say it's a clown show when there's clear evidence that some of these things have happened? People, again, I, I just 
The same people for four years told us about Russia, Russia, Russia. Not one signed yeah. affidavit. Yeah, We've got f- thousands of them. With fake sources. Just like the source now that's uh, on CNN saying that Trump says, CNN is reporting that a source told someone near somebody who knows somebody <laughs> who met Tony Randall's nephew that Trump says he knows he lost, but he's just trying to strike back at Biden and delay the result. This is what this, I mean, this is what's being said. I mean, you, in the smear, wrap up smear. And you had me at Tony Randall. By the way, <laughs> the, the constitutional issues, the, um, the Article 2, I believe it's Section 4, that the state legislatures are the only ones who can set the playing field, and the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause, where you have, like in, in Pennsylvania, when the, all, the blue state, all the blue areas were told to, told to you know, come fix your ballots and cure and all this, and the red, they weren't. I mean, those are clear, you would think, clear uh, issues to be looked at under those two uh, constitutional issues. They don't need evidence a fraud those are issues that stand on their own that can be decided in the courts and should be decided that you don't need to there's no evidence of fraud that needs to be produced for those so i it's just it's just it's just un, it's just unbelievable again now it's no fraud now then there's not enough fraud then it's um it's not going to affect so that that doesn't count either just the goalposts will never stay in one place. And now Sidney Powell's a quack. Rudy Giuliani's a clown. This is a big frivolous effort and nothing. And that none of them want to read any of these affidavits. None of them want to look at any of these filings. And they just want to savage these people. You wonder why Jenna Ellis has to say today, yeah, we, or Rudy said, I don't remember which one addressed it. Yeah, we've had a hard time getting a couple attorneys because unlike the other side, if this was happening, our attorneys are getting threatened uh, with being killed. Yeah, it was Rudy. I mean... And, and, and that's just a sign of some, some scary stuff that's going on behind the scenes that, you, that we have no idea. That's just a tip. He's just showing us a little bit. Who knows what else is going on back there? that they have to deal with, you know, and, and we're going to break. Get ready for SmackDown with Daryl Scott. The truth is, the Democratic Party has failed us. Civil unrest. Higher taxes. The economy. Shutting down. Socialism. Immigration legislation. The greater that America is, the greater the entire world becomes. Daryl Scott puts the Democrats, socialists, and liberals on notice. SmackDown with Daryl Scott. Don't just watch. Download now and make a difference. Text APP to 888-111 to download the real America's Voice app. All right, live from Studio 6B, 13 till the hour, hour two of the show. Glad you're in. More to do. We'll do some more sports here in a second. Uh, Again, the uh, 
sound like a broken record, but I'm just amazed at the at the lawyer um, talking heads on TV that are out there still just making this it's just a frivolous waste of time argument. It's unbelievable. So, um, all right, let's do. What do I have left here, G? Let's do the crazy town from the presser today. This is a this was a fun moment. Uh, Rudy at the presser. You have that, G? Okay, roll it. Uh, what publication are you with? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. So just, just the words, CNN. Everybody breaks out in laughter. So that was a, that was a cute moment from the uh, presser today. So, all right, let's do some more sports. Rick Emirati's here. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Well, MMA news. Conor McGregor signed deal for a Dustin Poirier rematch at UFC 257. The Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier rematch is on. UFC President Dana White confirmed to Yahoo Sports earlier today. Uh, McGregor has signed the deal to fight Poirier at 257, which will happen on January 23rd. So that should be a, a big blockbuster match as, uh, as, as McGregor returns to the octagon. He's been out for all, just about a year now. And Michigan State versus Maryland among 15 Week 12 postponed games due to COVID-19 in uh, National College Football. Uh, a few others include Ole Miss versus Texas A&M, Miami of Ohio versus Ohio, Georgia Tech and Miami University, Texas and Kansas. Those games are all canceled along with a few other ones. So uh, COVID-19 is rearing its ugly head all over. Um, and Thursday night football, Big D. Arizona Cardinals right now trailing the Seattle Seahawks. It's just getting to halftime now. 13-7, Seattle is up. The line on Russell Wilson right now, 10 and 12 for 102 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and uh, Seattle's looking pretty good right now. Uh, what happened was uh, Tyler, uh, well, um, Kyler Murray hit uh, Tyler Lockett uh, for 11 yard uh, pass, but the extra point was no good. So we were, we're at 13, 13 7 right now. Korean baseball, big D. We got the championship series. The Bears versus the Dinos, 4.30 tomorrow morning, Game 3. Series tied 1-1. Set your alarms for that. And 83-year-old Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz is recovering from COVID-19. It uh, was tweeted out earlier today from uh, Mike at ABC Columbia. Uh, breaking, Lou Holtz tells me he tested positive for COVID-19. He's currently recovering, but not a lot of energy. So say some prayers for Lou Holtz. He's a hell of a guy and a great Trump supporter as well. And Big D, Tulane right now is up 7-0 over Tulsa. Good game. That's late in the third quarter. Okay. That's a wrap in sports. All right, very good. Um, Chuck Grassley also has COVID. I think 87 or 82-year-old um, Senator Chuck Grassley also yeah. came down with COVID. So uh, prayers out to him that he recovers as well. Paul, any news we haven't done yet that you want to yeah, do? Yeah, well, I got to do this one here with uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo yelled at a reporter during his COVID-19 briefing. When asked about this week's school closures, the fireworks began when the Wall Street Journal reporter Jimmy Velkind was asked uh, Wednesday about closures, saying, what's going on? Does the city still have the ability to close its schools? And I think the clip does the talking for us here. I have no sense in reading this. The other day you said this is the city's decision. They have an agreement of 3%. Today you said, well, I might have to impose an orange zone and I might have to close the schools, which an orange zone does. So what's going on? Does the city still have the ability to close its schools? Are you now taking control and saying that you have the power to make this decision? And for the millions of parents who want to know, are the schools going to open tomorrow in New York City? All right. First of all, 
Let's try not to be obnoxious and offensive. Oh, can you just pause it right there? <laughs> Honestly, that was the most polite way to get something that is so important to every family member while all of your liberties are being stripped. You can't ask it nicer. Imagine Trump in that spot. Can you imagine? I mean, this that was as polite as it gets, but that uh, it, this guy's such a baby and a bully. He needs to be. Never mind. Paul, just just go back to the 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 uh, the COVID uh, press conference today when they were yelling at uh, Mike Pence. I was going to beg D to play it right <laughs> after, just to watch the difference: vice president or a tyrant. Go ahead, Richie. In I'm good. Tone, because you're a hundred percent wrong. These laws have all been in effect for months. I've always said. We set initial parameters, and then the school district picked a percent within those parameters. New York City picked three percent. We announced the orange zone law over a month ago. I don't know if you were here or if you were paying attention, but that has been in effect for over a month. It always said, if by the state's numbers you hit three percent, the schools close. What's going on here is nothing that the law hasn't said for over a month. We then had the test out procedures. If you were paying attention, you would have known we closed the schools in New York City two weeks ago. Remember when we did an orange zone and a red zone in Brooklyn and Queens? And we close the schools. Don't you remember that? Okay, so don't you? So what are you talking about? How? What are you talking about? You're now going to override. We did it already. That's the law: an orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. I'm still confused. Well, then you're confused. I'm confused, and then I'll tell you what you mean. Parents are still confused as well. The schools. Oh, they're not confused. You're confused. No, I think but parents the are law. confused as well. Read the law, and you won't be confused. Yeah, you're confused, punk. You work for me. I'm asking the questions. We don't like your totalitarian nonsense. Now pipe down, Cuomo, because you work for me. I pay for you. Now my question is, is it an actual law? No. Was it passed legislation, or was it an edict he, he put down? Yeah, that's exactly right, Rick. It was an edict. It was a... So there is no law. No. So he's wrong. It was a commandment. I don't right. know. I don't know. So I can't comment on that. But I can comment that he comment that he's an uh, an arrogant um, sob. That's. I mean, this is. I mean, he's like a he, the Karen tone, the sing songy nonsense. He goes on with his brother, holding up big Q tips like it's a. I mean. Like they're doing an SNL skit. Yeah, exactly. They're doing yeah. shtick. Now he's very serious about it, obviously. Yeah. Like the Smothers Brothers. Uh, all right, one more episode here before we end the show, G. Is this English? We got to get to it because it's the best one. <laughs> so uh, roll it. I'm going to, we're going to impose the, we're going to enforce the, excuse me, employ the Defense uh, Reconstructed Act to be able to go out there and dictate companies build and do following things wait please twice please for this one i think the green deal that's not an edit 
That's not an edit. That's um, that's gonna be your um, that's gonna be the the leader of the free world, possibly on January twenty first, and that's what the press conference is gonna sound like. One more time, G. Sick. We're going to impose the, we're going to enforce the, excuse me, employ the Defense uh, Reconstructive Act to be able to go out there and dictate companies build and do following things. As always, we salute our military active and active police, firefighters, first responders, everybody on the front lines. Thanks. Everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Thanks, uh, Real America's Voice, uh, Pastor Daryl Scott. Man, I listen to Biden. Now I talk like him. (laughs) We will see you tomorrow night, live from Studio 6B, 8 p.m. Back with you in 22.